Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. My name is Benson Factor, and I'll be the host of your show today. Pirates baseball is in full swing, so let's break down the week. That was Pirates baseball this week. They went 4-3. and three. We'll start off on Saturday. They beat the New York Yankees by a score of 8-7, to seven, Felipe Vasquez, and the Wolfpack made their debut pitching well. On Sunday, they lost to the race by a score of 10-4. to four. Mitch Keller started. Uh, he just got roughed around. Clearly, he's going to need some more time at AAA. On Tuesday, they beat the Orioles by a score of 10-4. to four. Brault picked up the win. Bats came out to play. Brault struggled early, but ultimately, they won the game. Wednesday, on national television, ESPN, they took down the Boston Red Sox by a score of 6-1. to one. Nick, Ping- Nick Kingham pitched excellent as he hopes to win the fifth starter role. On Thursday, they beat the Orioles by a score of 5-4. to four. Cole Tucker, two home runs, walked it off. Brandon Waddell with the win. And yesterday, in split squad action versus the Blue Jays. Two losses. One was at home against the Blue Jays, 11-0. Williams and Keller struggled. And in Dunedin, 5-2 to two loss. Rookie Davis struggled in that game. Let's get over to our weekly awards. MVP for me of the week was Colin Moran, a 273 average, 3-4-11, uh, had two RBIs. And this spring training is going to be very important for him because we all know that Jung-Ho Gong is going to be competing with him and really probably has the edge right now for that starting third base spot. Now, heading into opening day, I wouldn't expect there to be a definite starter. I believe they'll do a platoon situation until one of them shows that they can be the everyday guy. If Jung-Ho Gong does that, then Colin Moran can be a valuable bench piece. If Colin Moran does that, then Jung-Ho Gong can be a valuable bench piece. Either way, though, Colin Moran had a great week, and he really needed this week after Jung-Ho Gong has uh, showed out the spring hitting three home runs. Our right, pitch of the week goes to Dovidus Nevarowskis. Three and a third innings pitch in his three games, five hits, three runs, all earned, seven strikeouts, and 8.10 ERA. I don't want us to focus on that ERA. I want us to focus on the strikeout totals. Okay, he had seven strikeouts in three and a third innings. So he, he got 10 outs, and seven out of the 10 were strikeouts. That is fantastic stuff. Dovidus Nevarowskis is commonly forgotten about in this bullpen battle, and I don't think he should be. He is still a stud with very high potential. He just hasn't put it together in the majors. Now, yes, he did give up three runs in those three and a third innings, but if you're striking out guys seven out of 10 times, you just need to focus on limiting the damage contact that he did in those five hits. If he can get that together, Dovidus Nebraskas can be a very valuable member of this bullpen. We all remember last year going into the season, he was a high leverage guy. You know, it was vast. It was Rivera at the time, Contos, Feliz, and Nebraskas. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he made the opening day roster. Rookie of the week goes to Kevin Kramer, 273 average, uh, 3 for 11, just like Moran. Uh, he had a home run, four RBIs. And Kevin Kramer is also a forgotten about piece because, yes, he did struggle mightily in September last year. He struck out like 40% of his at-bats. But here's the thing. A guy like Kevin Kramer was nervous, okay? You don't go from being able to mash the ball triple and not be able to put put the ball in play at all, okay? Kevin Kramer is going to be able to do that. He's a power-hitting second baseman. And if Adam Frazier doesn't perform well this season, we may be seeing Kevin Kramer at some point in 2019 take that second-base job or in 2020. Ultimately, though, it's Adam Frazier's job to lose. Kevin Kramer's just battling for a bench spot. He can play second base, third base. That's really his niche. But it's, it's a long jam in the infield. It's a good problem to have. 
Uh, but Kevin Kramer d- definitely did have a good week, and very exciting to see that power out of him as well. Gold Glove of the Week also goes to Kevin Kramer. 18 total chances, 11 assists, 7 putouts, plays, no errors. Uh, yeah, he's a slick fielder too. And that's the thing. Adam Frazier has had defensive issues in the past. We're hoping that if he gets a full season at second base, he's going to be able to solve those defensive issues. But Kevin Kramer, he can hit for power, he can hit for average, and he has a fantastic glove. He is the full package. But, yes, Adam Frazier currently is a better ball player. Adam Frazier has proven success at the major league level. Kevin Kramer does not. Would I like to see Kevin Kramer given an opportunity at some point? Maybe. It's his to go out and win. Do I think he's going to make the opening day roster? At this point, I'd say no. But Kevin Kramer produced at the AAA level at a very high level, and he's going to make an impact at the major leagues at some point. If it's in, Whether it's as a starter in 2019, I don't know, but ultimately fantastic week from Moran Neverowskis and Kevin Kramer. Now let's talk about a uh, relief pitcher. The Pittsburgh Pirates have quite a few bullpen battles going on this spring training. Here's how one of their top relief prospects has looked thus far. During the 2017 to 2018 offseason, the Pittsburgh Pirates made a deal to acquire one of the top relief pitching prospects in baseball in Nick Birdie. The team acquired Birdie in a very non-traditional way. To start his career, Birdie was selected in the second round during the 2014 MLB draft by the Minnesota Twins. Then during the 2017 to 18 offseason, the Philadelphia Phillies made Birdie the top overall pick in the Rule 5 draft. After the draft was quickly announced that the teams from eastern Pennsylvania were sending them west to the Pittsburgh Pirates. The reason Birdie was available was that he underwent Tommy John surgery during the 2016 season. Therefore, he only threw a total of 20 innings between the 2016 and 2017 seasons. With all the time missed, there was some question about whether he would be able to come back and continue to be effective. One of the strict stipulations that came with the acquisition of Birdie is that the team had to keep him on the active roster for the season. Fortunately for the Bucks, they were able to place him on the 60-day disabled list and slowly bring him back along. Birdie ended up making his way back and made his big league debut last season in September. The Bucks were able to hold out until the rosters expanded, which played out to their benefit. The Pittsburgh Pirates still need to hold Birdie on the active roster for the first two months of the season, or else they will have to return him to the Twins. This does not seem likely after all they, the time they have spent on rehabbing him and bringing him back. This spring has been a big opportunity for the Big Radio. So far, Birdie has shown some really positive signs, but also some negatives. The former Louisville Cardinal has thrown four innings this spring and has unfortunately given up two runs and three walks. The one positive thing is that Birdie has shown his power stuff, and he has already struck out eight hitters, an average of two strikeouts per inning. So he is showing the potential to be that type of back-end reliever who can strike people out. He does need to show better command and cut down on the walks. With the Pittsburgh Pirates losing to Edgar Santana, there is an open role for the sixth-slash-seventh-inning job. Birdie has the stuff to fit the mold of being a good bridge to get to the back end of the Pittsburgh Pirates bullpen. If he continues to strike out hitters the way he has this spring, then he very well could stick with the Bucks. Now, you don't just give up on Nick Birdie after all the time the Pirates have spent on him, and that's why I believe he's a lock for the opening day roster, unless he, okay? And I just want to be very clear about spring training results. What you want to see at a spring training results 
is out of hitters, you want to see timing and tempo. Out of pitchers, you want to see them get their sequencing down, getting their pitchers where they want to get them. And, yes, there's going to be struggles early on because they're trying to get their command. They're trying new sequences. They're trying new things. That's what spring training is for. But at the end of the day, Nick Birdie is striking out two guys per inning. Nick Birdie has high 90 stuff and a nasty slider to go with it. Edgar Santana is down for the 2019 season. He won't be back until 2020 undergoing Tommy John surgery. So Nick Birdie could be the guy to be the bridge to the back end of the bullpen. Because in the sixth inning last season, Pittsburgh Pirates relievers struggled mightily. And that's because they didn't really have a bridge for most of the season. Most of the season, you had Vasquez, you had Crick, and you had Richard Rodriguez and Edgar Santana. Right? And there was really no, nobody to bridge that gap. We tried Dovidus Nebraska, he struggled. We tried Michael Feliz, he struggled. You try guys like these, but they struggled. Nick Birdie could be that bridge, could add to the Wolfpack, could be the fifth member of that. He has the stuff to be capable of being a part of that, and he's most likely going to be on this roster through May. After May, if he's struggling, then we may be able to send him down to AAA, but you want to keep him. The Pirates didn't give up all this time and effort with Nick Birdie to just send him back to the Minnesota Twins because he walked a couple guys and gave up a couple runs in spring training. Now, if he does that in the majors, if he struggles mightily in April and the Pirates need to go and they need to call, say, a Dovidus Nevarowskis to replace him or Michael Feliz or Aaron Sleggers or somebody like him, then at that point you can send Nick Birdie back to the Minnesota Twins. But you have to give him a prolonged look at the major league level and not as a high-leverage guy but as a mop-up guy, as a bridge to Richard Rodriguez, get to Crick, Tella, and Vasquez. That's where Nick Birdie can thrive, and if he continues to strike out guys the way he has, he's going to thrive in this Wolfpack and be a big member of this Pittsburgh Pirates team going forward. Uh, let's talk about the games yesterday. Uh, interesting, right? So, for the second time this spring, the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, they had some split squad action. Uh, yesterday, Thursday afternoon, the Pittsburgh Pirates were powered by five solo home runs. The fifth and final was a walk-off shot by Cole Tucker, his second of the day, and a 5-4 to four victory over the Baltimore Orioles. With that win, the team was 7-5-1 and one in Grapefruit League play. Yesterday, the Bucs uh, had split squad action. One team stayed home in Bradenton and hosted the Toronto Blue Jays squad at Lecom Park. Another Pirate team headed up to Dunedin, where the Blue Jays played host. At home, Trevor Williams got the ball for the Pirates. Williams is coming off a superb 2018 campaign in which he posted a 3.11 ERA, uh, 3.86 FIP, and a 2.5 F4. Williams will now be looked upon to help lead the Pirate rotation in 2019. After Williams, three more pitchers uh, were scheduled to pitch yesterday. This included top prospect Mitch Keller in two starts this spring. Uh, Keller has struggled. He has pitched just one inning in each of these starts and was looking to start to build some momentum yesterday afternoon. Aaron Sleggers and Dovidus Nebrowskis also pitched yesterday. Sleggers is penciled into the rotation at AAA Indianapolis. Well, Nebrowskis will be a member of the Indy bullpen when the season begins. Meanwhile, Dunedin, rookie Davis made the start. This was his second start of the spring for the Pirates, and his first outing, Davis pitched two scoreless innings. He will look to continue to impress in his efforts to win the final spot in the starting rotation. When Davis Day comes to an end, uh, prospect JT Brubaker took the mound. After being in the Pirates minor league pitcher of the year in 2018, Brubaker has allowed one run in four innings. Pitch of the spring, he will start the season in the AAA rotation and should make his MLB debut at some point in 2019. 
Michael Feliz, Luis Escobar, and Eduardo Vera also pitched after Brubaker. Feliz has flashed his excellent stuff this spring, but his wildness and struggles with the long ball have been there as well. Escobar and Vera are two intriguing names to watch at Double A this season. First pitch from Bradenton was scheduled for 1.05 p.m., and that game was seen on AT&T Sportsnet. First pitch from Dunedin was scheduled for 1.07 p.m., and they listened to that game on Pirates.com and the MLB at bat app. Let's break down the games yesterday because, really, it, it was not, not a pretty day for Pirates fans. And, hey, it's spring training, right? We lost 11 now that we lost 5-2. to two, uh, Was that 16-2 combined? Uh, not pretty, but I want to break it down. First, let's just talk a little about Thursday and uh, the, the Pirates' offense on Thursday. Because, yes, the offense wasn't there yesterday, and – I would have loved to see it, but on Thursday, the Pirates won by a score five to four, and all five of those runs were on Pittsburgh Pirates home runs. So who hit them? Eric Gonzalez hit his first of the spring. Adam Frazier hit his first. Patrick Kiblahan hit his second, and Cole Tucker went deep twice. Let's start with uh, Eric Gonzalez. So we all know that Gonzalez and Newman are in competition for the shortstop job, and really nobody has shown as ran away with that job yet. Right, it's March 9th. We're 19 days away from the opening day in Cincinnati, and nobody's ran away with that job. I'd give Eric Gonzalez the edge. Eric Gonzalez does have the home run in the spring, and it was nice to see the little guy. I mean, he's not expected much pop, but he could run into a couple throughout the season, maybe double-digit home runs in his peak. And it's nice to see that he was able to go deep and get us that home run. Uh, Adam Frazier, I believe that was his second spring start. Uh, he hit a bomb, and it's very good to see as well. You know, Adam Frazier has sneaky pop, and I, I'll continue to say this. He's going to win a batting title, and, you know, I'm going to go with a bold prediction right here. 2019, Adam Frazier will be the National League batting champion. Right here in Baca Booth, I'll make that prediction. And the power that he has, it's sneaky pop. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 15 home runs this year. He was a full season at second base, leading off every day. He can give you that sneaky pop that is valuable. Patrick Kivlihan hit his second home in the spring. Now, Kivlihan's a long shot to make the opening day roster, and I still want to pencil him in there. He's had a fantastic spring, though. All, only good times we've seen from Patrick Kivlihan. And, you know, he's going to start the season most likely with AAA Indianapolis, and he could be a valuable piece of this team if players go down. He's an outfitter, so let's say one of the three guys, Dickerson, Marte, or just all go down at the start of the season. Uh, a couple of hands can be right there, and he hits the ball so hard. He's solid contact every single time. It's just it's a shame that he won't be on that roster. He's played so well in spring training, but there's really just no room for him. And it's a good problem to have, to have that kind of depth in Patrick Kibblehan in AAA. The big guy, the, the guy that stole the show is Cole Tucker. Two bombs. Now, Cole Tucker isn't really known for his power, but it's his bat is starting to come along. He's always been projected as a guy that can go out and win a gold glove. But now his power is starting to come along. His bat is starting to come along. If you remember the Arizona Fall League, he hit 370. So far, he's performed very well in this spring training. And his power is starting to come along. And that's exciting. That's what you want to see out of the young shortstop. In my opinion, he's the future of the shortstop position. Unless Eric Gonzalez or Kevin Newman take that job and run with it, uh, it's Cole Tucker's job to lose eventually. He's batting 400 this spring. Six for 15. Uh, three singles and double, two home runs, three RBIs. He's doing it all. And it's exciting to see Cole Tucker. And the thing is, we've talked about the shortstop situation all offseason in the spring training. You also have 
uh, O'Neill Cruz coming up behind him. So the shortstop position, it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. I mean, it could be Kevin Newman. It could be Eric Gonzalez. It could be Cole Tucker. It could be O'Neill Cruz. Who's your shortstop of the future? That will all be figured out in the next coming years. And it's an interesting position to watch after the Jordy Mercer era in Pittsburgh has come to an end. Now we get to yesterday. And as, as, we, as we noted, it was not pretty. Um, Trevor Williams got the start at home, and he, honestly, he struggled, if we're just being brutally honest. He pitched three innings, five hits, four runs, three earned, two walks, three strikeouts. His first two innings were decent, but he still he gave up two hits in his first inning and had to get out of the jet, that jam. But really, at the end of the day, it's his first spring training start, and we can't look too much into it. We saw what he was capable of doing in the second half of last season with a one point, I want to say three three area. It was second best in the majors, best in Pirates history in the second half. Trevor Williams is the real deal. And really he's been the most consistent starter in this rotation ever since his second career start. Yes, he's struggling in LA in his debut, but he's been dominant ever since. And I just love to think about this. How the Pirates acquired him for pitching coach Jim Benedict. Jim Benedict. The Miami Arms. We traded a coach one of the premier pitchers in the National League. Expect big things from him in uh, 2019. And after that, uh, Eckelman came in to, to finish off the deal, but then Mitch Keller, he struggled again. And it's, it's been a common theme so far this spring for Mitch Keller to struggle, and it, it's sad to see because Mitch Keller is one of those top prospects, okay? And he's given up 10 earned runs in his four innings of work, 22.5 ERA. And what else is concerning is there's three walks and only one strikeout. Mitch Keller needs some time at AAA, and I, it's hard not to be concerned about this. Yes, you don't want to look too deep into spring training numbers, but when they're this bad, it's hard not to look into it. You know, he did struggle in AAA at first, but then he turned it down down the stretch. He did start the Futures game for Team USA last season. He's going to really need to show some stuff in AAA this year if he wants to make his debut this summer. My predictions and my hopes have always been, you figure out it's going to be that fifth starter. If I had to make a prediction right now, it would be Jordan Lyles. And then they're just holding the job for Mitch Keller. That's what I really hope. And if Mitch Keller doesn't work, there's always JT Brubaker behind him. Uh, but Mitch Keller, I, I'd really like to see him work. And yesterday, uh, in two innings, four runs, a walk, and a strikeout. Not pretty stuff from the young right-hander. Um, I mean, just being blunt. Aaron Sluggers and Dovidus Nebrowskis came in after him. Uh, Sluggers, he pitched okay, two innings, three hits, uh, a run, but did walk two. Sluggers is going to be in the AAA rotation. He's a depth piece. I mean, if a lot of guys get hurt, he could eventually make his way into uh, the Pittsburgh bullpen, Pittsburgh rotation. In eight innings, uh, he's given up ten hits, four runs, all earned, four walks, strikeout three. I want to see those walk numbers get down. Uh, it is sprint training. Guys are trying to find their command, but it'd be nice to see those numbers get down. He has a 4.50 ERA, and Dovis Nebraskas came in after him, struck out the side. Uh, and we talked about Nebraskas thus far. Um, if I can pull up his numbers for the spring, five and a third innings. He does have a 5.06 ERA, but he's guys in those five and a third. That's exciting stuff to see. He's going to start the season in the AAA bullpen, uh, but. Uh, he, he could make his way to Pittsburgh at some point in 2019, and he will make his way up. Uh, in the other game, Rookie Davis struggled. Uh, I mean, I wanted to see a good end from him. If he had a good end, I'd honestly pencil him in for the lead uh, for that fifth spot. But in his two innings, four hits, four runs, four earned, 
Um, four walks, no strikeouts. He just got shelled. Uh, bright spot of that game, O'Neill Cruz did a home run. Uh, the guy we've been talking about for a while now. Uh, exciting to see when he gets to the big leagues. Pop, 6'6", shortstop, 175, put on some weight. He'll be good one day. All right, let's discuss um, the win predictions. USA Today released their win predictions, and I want to talk about them. So let's let's do that. The 2019 regular season is just three weeks away from starting. What can fans expect from the Pittsburgh Pirates this season? The Pittsburgh Pirates are entering the season in hopes to build on their win total from 2018. The team won 82 games last year and had only 79 losses with a game against the Miami Marlins canceled due to weather that was never made it up. The fact that the team had a win record was a big deal. The early projections were that the Pittsburgh Pirates would have somewhere in the mid-70s in terms of wins, therefore having a losing record. Instead, by the beginning of August, the team was in the playoff hunt. Now, by the end, the team ended up well outside of the playoff picture, but it was a much better season than many predicted. This was because, mainly because of the team starting pitching and bullpen. Entering the 2019 season, the Pittsburgh Pirates once again will rely on their pitching staff to lead the team. A whole year starter Chris Archer and Senate reliever Keone Killa should make the team's pitching staff legitimate from the outset. Last year, the Pittsburgh Pirates pitching had a lot of questions surrounding them in regards to their abilities. This year, the expectation is them for, to be the best starting five in the NL Central. So if that is the case, the Pittsburgh Pirates lineup can take a step forward. Then they should be in good position to compete for a playoff spot. However, that is not the general consensus from some of the major media outlets. USA Today released their annual win-loss predictions for the upcoming season. They have the Pittsburgh Pirates finishing in fourth place in front of the Cincinnati Reds. Here are the overall projections for the National League Central. Chicago Cubs, 89-73. St. Louis Cardinals, 89-73. Milwaukee Brewers, 89-73. Pittsburgh Pirates, 76-86. Cincinnati Reds, 75-87. So, they do not feel the Pittsburgh Pirates are in a much better position than they were last year. Meanwhile, they're projecting the top of the National League Central race to be a tightly contested one, with all three teams having the same exact records. Gabe Black, the writer of these predictions, referenced the Bucks' lack of free agent involvement as a reason why they will struggle. Quote, regret doesn't seem to exist in Pittsburgh, where the Pirates continue their 20-year streak of not committing so much as $60 million to one player. End quote. Fortunately, the team outperformed the projections last year. Once again, should be able to do this year. If the team only has 76 wins, then something most likely went wrong, whether it be major injuries or simply the pitching staff not performing to their expectations. And I'm sick of these predictions. I'm sick of them. Okay, the Pirates won 82 games last year, and people are saying that they're not in a better position than they were 12 months ago. Of course they are. They have an established elite young rotation with Jameson Tyon, and Trevor Williams, Chris Archer, Joe Musgrove, and Mitch Keller coming up quickly. They are the best bullpen in baseball in the Wolfpack. Felipe Vasquez, Keone Kella, Kyle Crick, Richard Rodriguez, potentially Nick Birdie, Adler Yano, Lions in there, Nick Kingham. This Lions going to take a step forward on the tutelage of Rick Eckstein and Jacob Cruz. And you're telling me that this team is going to lose six games more than they won last year? It's baloney. 
okay? Yes, this division is going to be tough. But you know who had the best interdivision record? Any of the teams in the National League Central last year? The Pittsburgh Pirates. You know who's going to win the division in 2019? The team that has that record. And the Pittsburgh Pirates will. They're going to win this division this year, and they're going to shock everybody. They're not going to win 76 games. They're going to take a step forward. If anything, they'll be winning six more. It's frustrating to see the national media outlets overlook this team time and time again. Yes, they're not big spenders and going out and spending $60 million on players, but the Phillies were foolish to give Bryce Harper 13 years $330 million. Padres aren't in a place to contend. Okay? Yes, they, they're not the ones who go out and spend big money, but they have a young core, established core, who's going to make take that big step forward. Last year was 2012. This is 2013. They're going to go out and they're going to shock a lot of people and they're going to surprise a lot of people. And I'm sick of these outlets, these experts, thinking that they're uh, almighty having the Pirates winning 76 games. All right, I want to get to the lineup for the game this afternoon against the Minnesota Twins at Lecom Park. Batting first and playing second base, uh, Adam Frazier. Batting second and playing left field, Patrick Tivlihan. Batting third and DHing, Corey Dickerson. Batting fourth and uh, right field, Lonnie Chisnall. Batting fifth and playing third, Colin Moran. Batting sixth and playing first base, Jose Osuna. Batting seventh and playing shortstop, Kevin Newman. Batting eighth in center field, J.B. Shuck. Batting ninth and doing the catching is Christian Kelly, your starter today. Is Clay Holmes. Uh, coming after him will... No, no, no. Uh, yeah, so coming off the bench, uh, the subs, the lines, uh, second line. Kevin Kramer will be coming in for Adam Frazier, Calvin Mitchell for Patrick Kivlihan, Brian Reynolds for Lonnie Chisnall, Keith Brian Hayes for Colin Moran, Will Craig for Jose Osuna, Pablo Reyes for Kevin Newman, Jason Martin for J.B. Shuck, and Arden Pabst for uh, Christian Kelly. Now, let's go over who will be coming in after Clay Holmes this afternoon. So, Clay Holmes will be the guy on the mound getting the start, but coming in after him will be uh, Felipe Vasquez, Keone Kella, Richard Rodriguez, and Tyler Lyons. So, a lot of the Wolfpack getting some work in today. I'm excited to see Adam Frazier getting his third start of the spring. He has home run in his last start. Uh, it would be nice to see the progression continue. Patrick Kivlihan is doing his best. He's battling. Uh, I don't know if he's going to make that opening day roster, but he's in there. Corey Dickerson, uh, he's had a few starts um, this spring. Uh, looking Hit a triple and a double on his last start, I believe. So looking just to continue his success, his 300 average. We see some pop from him. Lonnie Justin all back out there in right field. A uh, little bit of an injury scare earlier this week, uh, precautionary stuff. But uh, he'll be back there. Comrade at third base, looking to continue on his great week from last week, uh, looking to build on that and not let Junko go and win that spot. Jose Osuna getting the start at first. Uh, Jose Osuna is an interesting case. You know, he's he'd be on any other major league roster, but we just don't have room for him. You know, at first base we got Josh Bell, Will Craig's coming up at third base. Yeah, Gong Moran, Q Brian Hayes is coming up shortly. Uh, the corner outfield spots are booked with um, you know Polanco and Dickerson. No spot for Ozuna. Could be a valuable bench piece. He'll be playing first base today. Byron seventh and playing short. Kevin Newman. Um, I mean, position battling for that short sub spot. He's going to need to have a, a big rest of the spring to be able to take down Eric Gonzalez. Uh, J.B. Shuck in center. He's had a great spring as well. Him and Kivlihan have really 
went out there and played well. Uh, maybe they could be in position for that fourth outfield spot, battling with Melky Cabrera. Uh, and then Christian Kelly's in the catching. He's had a pretty good spring. Uh, I mean, obviously, our, our top catching prospects at this point are Dion Stafford and Grant Cook, but uh, Christian Kelly will be there. And, yeah, I'm excited to see Holmes pitch. Uh, obviously, we know the struggles he had last last year. But then, guys, Vasquez, Keller, Richrod, uh, and then Lions after him. They're all going to be key members of this bullpen this year. And it'll be good to watch. Uh, if if you're going to watch for anything, if you're going to judge any results, uh, Clay Holmes, it'll be okay if he gives up a few runs. I want to see shout-out innings from Vasquez, Kella, Rodriguez, and Lyons. Uh, those are the big guys to watch today. Twins, they'll be on TV, AT&T Sportsnet, so give that a watch. I won't be able to head into the pit basketball game uh, this afternoon against Notre Dame, but hopefully I get home in time to uh, watch the tail end of that game. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for our show today. For more Bucket Booth content, head over to baseballpodcastnet.com. Be sure to give our host a follow on Instagram, myself at BucksDugout, my partner Jared at Pirates.Strong. Follow the Baseball Podcast Network on all their social media platforms. Instagram at Baseball Podcast Net, Twitter at Baseball Podcast One. That's P O D C A S One. YouTube at Baseball Podcast Network and SoundCloud at Baseball Podcast Network. Also, if you're headed down to spring training or you want to go to opening day, uh, go to WR.com, punch in promo code BPN10, get 10% off all tickets. It's a great deal. Any event, 10% off. Stubyard, BPN10. That's BPN1 tier. 10% off all tickets. Also, I have a really cool Josh Bell ring it to sign. So check that out on the website, baseballpodcastnet.com. Uh, it, it's a cool t shirt I have myself. Uh, he's going to be ringing it a lot this year. So hopefully, if he has like 25 bombs, <clears throat> uh, that would be nice. Thank you all for tuning in. My name is Benson Fector. Have a fantastic weekend, fantastic week. Same time, same place. We'll be here next week. Pirates take on the Twins today, looking to get back above 500 and great for league play. Until then, my name is Benson Fector. Have a great week. Let's go, Bucks. <laughs>